Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil, and tonight we have the 2021 Storm Chaser of the Year. Melanie Metz is in the studio. I mean, yeah, I would love to just be able to, yeah, create a calendar or a photo book, a whole bunch of things where we actually use images and content from other female chasers. There are so many people. It's amazing. Once um, Jen launched the Instagram page for Girls Who Chase, people who tag Girls Who Chase, um, she tries to share their photos. And it's amazing all the women who are out there. We also have more hashtag weather fools, uh, weather trollbot 5000. She's booting up in the back. And we got lots more, all on episode 152 of the Stormfront Freaks. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon members that support the show and uh, those that are joining us live tonight as well on the stream. We also have our VIPs uh, back in the green room. They'll be back in tonight to be able to, uh, during breaks, ask our, our guests some questions. Uh, but you can also join us and our team at patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Uh, you can, there's lots of different tiers to choose from. Uh, you can just choose to be live in the chat, be able to watch the live show. We call it raw because uh, it's the stuff that, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're hearing the edited version. Uh, the raw version is nothing's getting edited out of that, right? No beeps. Uh, you'll hear no beeps in that version. Um, or you can actually uh, be with us live in the studio, like some of our VIPs and uh, be live with the guests. So, it is always happy hour every time we record. Uh, it's our way to kind of show you we like to have a little fun on our weather podcast and, and also uh, let you know that we drink, I, I guess. Right? Uh, it's one of the best parts of the show. It's, it's, isn't, that's, it's one of the steps is just admitting, right, that, that, uh, that you do. So, uh, but, yeah, it's a great way to introduce our co-hosts so you kind of know who's on the show tonight because uh, we have a number of co-hosts. They they're not on every single show. But uh, So we're going to start, go around the horn, find out what everybody's drinking at the bar, and I am going to start up in Minnesota with Mark M.J. Johnson, our producer and Skywarn coordinator. What are you drinking? All right, tonight I am enjoying a Line and Kugels, Lineys Canoe Paddler Kolsch. It's a wonderful, Ooh, wow. that's nice. cool. good, wonderful, refreshing brew. Sounds very Minnesotan. It is. <laughs> well, it's Wisconsin, but it's close enough. Okay. Chippewa yeah. Falls, good stuff. All right, Dina Knightley, meteorologist and weather producer with the Weather Channel. What are you drinking? I'm I'm not as cool as MJ, but I do have my wine in my Wonder Woman glass. That's pretty cool. Sure. That's always good. Well, Got to have that. That is strong. Cool. <laughs> all right. All right. Serena Arnold, our former meteorologist at the Mount Washington Observatory. Serena, you always got a, a good weather beer. What You got that tonight, too? I do. I do. I have something called On a Mountain in the Clouds, and it's a <laughs> wow, double dry a... hopped IPA from wow. Mast Landing Brewing Company in Westbrook, Maine. That's wow. a big beer name. That's cool. That's cool, too. But it's also tasty. I love the weather-themed beers, but when they also taste good, that's like double win. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> have you had that before? I have not. No, It's gosh. lovely. We need I mean, to go up beautiful. and visit you, Serena. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Mark Maz Massaro, former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. Mark, what do you got, Maz? 
I have, it's kind of a tall boy. It's the Narragansett Fest Mars and Lager. And you, you, you keep your microphone one beer away. Away there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's all I measure. Hey, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right, Jen Watson, our contributor at the Weather Channel. Jen, oh what, um, what non-alcoholic beverage do you have this evening? <laughs> that's right. I'm going to disappoint you. Um, well, yeah. I've got I've got hot chocolate this evening, guys. Aww. Even though in Atlanta it was like we're getting close to 80 degrees. Um, yeah, I've got hot chocolate. One of these days, I'm going to be drinking tequila. There are, there that's my drink. see Jen just drunk, like <laughs> drunk. Like my, my guess, it doesn't that take I'm her much. Best friend that's my guess. Do you remember <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> City? Oh, Do you remember Oklahoma. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> you had one. What, how many did you have? No, like one, one and a half. Two, and, and, and I was you were under really, the really good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> All right, Maz, let's uh, let's get to our steam guests this evening. Awesome. Melanie Metz is joining us. Melanie's had a passion for storms since she was a young lass living in Arizona. In high school, photography became her her main love. I want to know what the other love was, but anyway, she has been on the road with her camera every spring for over 20 years chasing tornadoes, which is amazing because she looks like she's 22, so I don't know how she did that. Uh, she was a chaser for Fox 9 News in Minneapolis, and Melanie was one of a pair of chasers on the WE Network Twister Sisters program. Her tornado photo graced the poster of the movie 13 Minutes, which we just watched, right? And yeah. recently, she has partnered with Girls Who Chase. Oh, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to let that go. All while winning the 2021 Storm Chaser of the Year Award, capturing an astonishing 37 tornadoes last year. That is impressive. Wow. Hey, before we get to the main questions, Melanie, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, that's the most important question, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> I've got a martini, which is vodka. With cranberry juice and a little raspberry bubbly water and a splash of limoncello. I <laughs> want wow. to try that. I love those. Cheers. That looks beautiful. Is that in that celebration of 37 tornadoes last year or what? How did you, how did you get 37? Oh, I was on the road a lot. About 30,000 miles last season. Oh, my God. How, wait, what's the time frame? Was this like all spring? Or you know, a year? You know what? I was on the road. Well, off and on. I mean, I came back to my home in Minneapolis throughout the season, but I was on the road off and on from March through October, actually. I even saw a tornado October 24th this year. <laughs> oh, nice. my wow. I know. It was crazy. Um, I don't always have that much time to chase, but this season I did. So I was able to get Where out there the on one? any system that I wanted to. Where was the best tornado this year, this last year? Well, that could be debatable, but the best couple tornadoes that I saw, the first, well, I, you know, one of the top days for sure this year was, or last year, sorry, 2021 was in, um, in Texas on April 23rd. That day was, um, people refer to it as Lockett, Texas. And there were six tornadoes that day from one incredible supercell that just kept producing, um, yeah, and those tornadoes, a couple of them had rainbows right next to them and were kicking wow. up red dirt. In fact, right behind me, or this, my screen here is showing the um, the twin tornadoes, as everyone's calling them, two red dusty tornadoes that developed on that storm. 
Yeah, it was pretty incredible. That was one of the best, as far as photography, the best photogenic tornado days. Mm -hmm. Now lean to Not the, the left. Lean to the left a little bit. Okay, now <laughs> lean to the right. Okay, that does look Stand cool. up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. No. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Melanie, I have to ask you because we've all storm chased. We're going out uh, later on this year, but what are your biggest tips and biggest learnings when it comes to storm chasing that you're just like, oh my gosh, I always do this. I check this or, you know, chart, whatever it is. What are the things like your golden rules when it comes to storm chasing? Well, honestly, <laughs> just persistence, really. Um, definitely knowing what you're doing to begin with. Um, you know, analyzing the data is really important to understand what you're looking at when you're chasing the storm. Um, but as far as, you know, I don't know if I have any golden rules. I just usually get in my car and go and hope for the best. But I do pick my target. You know, I spend a lot of time forecasting and figuring out where I want to head to for that day. Um, but once I'm on the road, it's like, anything can change and you just that actually that's it that's one of the rules to just be really flexible and to just be willing to change your target and to just um adjust to the environment as necessary throughout the chase day oh my god i love it those are great tips do you chase by yourself solo or do you have a partner that you go out with well as was mentioned earlier in my years of chasing back in the early 2000s i did chase with peggy willenberg most of yeah. the time and we were known as the twister sisters and we did that TV show, worked for Fox 9, a bunch of fun stuff and a lot of public speaking. Um, but for a long time now, I've been out mostly solo since about 2012. And I I wasn't really like super active for a few years, but then a couple of years ago, I started to get back on the road a little more full time in the spring and summer. And now I have been chasing mostly solo while I'm out there. Uh, once in a while, I go out with a friend. I have a good friend, Brad, and he's like a good luck charm. The first time he came chasing with me and Peggy, actually, um, we saw 12 tornadoes that day. So, wow. <laughs> oh, my day. Oh, yeah. my God. But that was his very first chase, also. So, he like never chased life. after that, then, right? He was like, I'm done. It's as <laughs> good as it's going to get. Well, he became a meteorologist. So, <laughs> Even That's better. amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Melanie, yeah. if you're out by yourself, I would feel like you're almost a little limited on the equipment you take because you've got to drag it around with you. Like I'm sure you have your phone, you know, with radar on it and everything, but do you take a laptop besides your cameras? I'm saying like mm -hmm. laptops, phones, do you take anything else? Yeah. You know, as far as equipment goes, I definitely am a little more simple than some people. I mean, I see some setups that are I just blow my mind right they've got like two or three laptops and an iPad and lots of different cameras and extenders like all kinds of stuff in their vehicle um and my vehicle I like to keep it simple as as simple as I can anyway I do bring my laptop I need my laptop to edit video after the chase but during the chase I'm not using my laptop I have really come to just use my phone and sometimes my iPad for looking at the radar which is a little nicer on that bigger screen Mm -hmm. So honestly, these days, I mean, our phones can do so much. I look at data on the phone. I take pictures with my phone. I navigate with my phone. I really mm -hmm. rely on my phone a lot, to be honest with you. And if my phone went out, I just have to go visual. Um, and other than that, I do have, as you mentioned, my cameras, my Nikon for still photography and a GoPro on the roof. 
and my Sony X100 on the dash. And also I use that on a tripod as much as I can outside of the vehicle. But as far as, yeah, other equipment outside of cameras, it's really mostly my phone while I'm on the chase. It's pretty amazing what we can do these days. It wasn't so like that in the early days. If you're using your phone all the time, have you ever been like in the, in the right in the middle of this is the most beautiful shot and somebody calls you right in the middle of the shot? <laughs> oh, yeah. I ignore a lot of phone calls. <laughs> Busy. It's so amazing. So it sounds like you started chasing right around the same time I did. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's like 2001 was my first chase where I saw tornadoes and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh. Um, awesome. It has changed. Right. Like I can't mm -hmm. even I haven't been chasing in, in the Midwest in a very long period of time, but that's all changing come May. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> how's it changed? Like, how's this different? You know, talk a little bit about that evolution and what you've seen change over that that time frame. Wow, so much has definitely changed. The first thing that comes to mind is technology. Like I was just mentioning, I mean, back in the earlier days when I was started chasing, we didn't have, I mean, we barely just got mobile phones back then. You know, I had my first cell phone and we didn't have mobile data at the time. So we couldn't be checking radar or looking at um, looking at the up the model runs and all that stuff while we were on the road. So we'd have to stop at the library and actually use a computer at the library oh, wow. towns here and there to, to look at updates. And of course, yes. we had our now casters. Oh, what was that? Oh, no, I've done that before, going into <laughs> libraries and uh, checking the internet and everything like that and looking oh, at yeah. everything. Oh, I'm having such flashbacks. Yep. It's amazing. I'm like, I remember some of these dinky town libraries I've stopped in and like the one person who sits, stays back and is your now caster and mm -hmm. you hope you have reception to call them. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. <laughs> It, yeah, we relied a lot on friends and uh, that were back home and had internet and were able to look at radar even and let us know what was happening. Um, I'll never forget one night when Peggy and I were chasing the Hallam, Nebraska tornado that actually was an EF4, a really large tornado, and it was dark. We stopped to help some people after their house got hit, and luckily they were all okay, but we were helping them, and just after they were taken away, we got back in our car to leave and we couldn't see anything and another storm was coming and one of our North now caster friends called and he's like, you have to get out of there. The storm has rotation on it and it's coming right at you and we're oh driving down the road and the winds are like pushing the vehicle almost into the ditch. And, and honestly, that was one of the few times I've actually been nervous while I was chasing because it's the middle of the night. We can't see anything and we don't have radar. We can't look at the data, but our friend is telling us we better get out of there and we were doing the best we could. But yeah, those were some interesting days back then Wow! <laughs> without having that radar right at your hands. I mean, now we can look at our phone, so many different radar apps. I like to use radar scope um, and look at velocity couplets. You know, you know exactly where you are relative to where the rotation is on the storm. But, you know, that's all just it's amazing what we have now, the ability. And actually what that does is help. It really helps us to be able to chase even safer than we could before when we have that data right at our fingertips. Oh, absolutely. You, oh, I remember you, making a lot of dumb choices. <laughs> Go ahead. Mess. I was just gonna say, if you are chasing by yourself, what's, what's your number one concern? Um, well, it's really, I, I don't feel too concerned, <laughs> but, but it is, it has to be, it has to be just um, distracted driving. Probably I do my best to not, look 
at my phone too much while I'm driving. But when I'm on a storm, I, I do actually go visual most of the time. I mean, that's really important to me to be able to read the storm and be able to navigate. But I definitely still have to look at my map to know what roads are coming up, up and how I'm going to navigate around the storm and check radar once in a while. So trying to chase position around the storm and looking at my phone, looking at the map and radar is really probably, you know, that's the most difficult part as far as at least my safety is concerned, doing all of that and trying to take pictures. You know, when I was in the passenger seat, I could take a picture while the other person's driving, but now I don't have that ability. So it makes it a little more challenging to capture the images as well when I'm chasing by myself. Definitely having a partner when I chase with Peggy, you know, it made things easier where I would most of the time I would navigate and do the photography while she would just drive and but then you really have to trust each other because she just went where I told her to go, you know, most of the time. <laughs> She's following your lead. But even with radar scope, I love it because it shows your GPS position with a storm. And I got behind one. I was in a tornado warning once and I thought I'm going to be super slick. I'm going to get behind this thing. I can see where my position is. I went out two minutes and I said, this is stupid and went and and left. Because mm -hmm. even when I thought I was far enough away, I was not. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I was getting, like, kind of pummeled at mm -hmm. that moment. Have you ever gotten in a position where you're, like, you might have had to, like, even get out of your car and get in a ditch or something? I haven't. Fortunately, I have not had to take shelter while I was chasing. I have been in a couple positions where I felt like I was in a little bit of a dangerous situation. As I mentioned earlier, that time in the middle of the night when that second storm came right over us with um, rotation and probably had a little tornado on it. Um, but at the moment, it was like, really, there was nothing we could do in that moment. Other than that, um, I fortunately have not been in too many dangerous situations. And one of, you know, one of the days, though, when many storm chasers did end up in a situation that was quite dangerous was as Many of you know, I'm sure, the El Reno day back in 2013, um, when sadly Tim and others died um, in the tornado. So many chasers were in a position where, you know, we try to be close to that mesocyclone, close to the tornado, but not right in it. And I know most chasers, including Tim, play it safe and they know what they're doing. But that tornado grew so quickly that everyone was caught off guard and it changed position or changed its track so quickly while expanding into, you know, the largest tornado ever. So in that situation, which is really rare and unusual, people were fleeing for their lives, literally. Um, luckily on that day, I was chasing that day and we all had this sense that it was a really dangerous day. So our number one goal was safety. And we ended up going really far east ahead of that storm. We were on it when it initiated. And then the traffic around Oklahoma City, around El Reno was so bad that we weren't able to go south. Everything was backed up and we had to get south of that storm and we weren't able to do it. So we just kept going east and we got literally like 10 miles ahead of it. And then we finally found a road <clears throat> to go south. So we ended up not um, being right next to it like a lot of people were. We were hearing reports of what was happening. And so that was a situation where, you know, I was definitely nervous that day, but I didn't, we didn't end up in a a bad situation, luckily, although the storms did move southeast and we were still trying to get south away from it. 
and traffic was still crazy and it almost caught up to us, but the tornado had already lifted by that time. But it was still kind of freaky having it kind of chase us for a while. Yeah, I haven't had to take shelter, luckily, while I was Good. chasing. Melanie, I have to ask you about um, how it was chasing in like as Twister Sisters. What was that like? Because you had the crew with you. So are you forecasting and you've got like several cars behind you and you're trying to keep the entire crew safe? What was that like? And first of all, how did that opportunity come into fruition as well? The TV show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, Peggy and I had started chasing in the early 2000s and we quickly became known as the Twister Sisters. And I, I think media liked that, you know, these two blonde women chasing when most of the people out in the field were men um, and we were doing a pretty good job. So, <laughs> so the media kind of latched onto us early on and at some point, somebody just, some guy actually approached us about doing, trying to pitch a show for us. And that didn't really go anywhere. And then a year later, um, really the production company just approached us and asked us about doing a show. So that's how it came to be. We just did what we loved. We just kept chasing every year and somebody just came up and asked if we wanted to do a show and we're like, sure, let's try it. I would be kind of wary of that, Melanie, because, you know, you're on the road. Some guys like, you want to be on a TV show? You know? Like, I mean, they, they kind of back to the hotel and I'll show you everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, oh, but it was, it was really a, an adventure. Uh, you know, honestly, we were on the road for seven weeks straight filming the Twister Sisters wow. and having that production crew with us. It was fun, but reality TV, I mean, it's mostly real, but we did a you know, a lot of things a couple times, right? You know, like drive down the road, turn around, come back and drive again so they can get a couple shots. And as storm chasers, we know we have to be somewhere by a certain time. And they didn't always really fully understand that concept. So sometimes there was a little bit of, um, you know, debate going on because they needed to get a couple shots and we needed to get to the storm. Um, but overall, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But honestly, there was a little there's a lot more drama behind the scenes than on the camera. Um, Ooh, so, wow, that's good. So, I'm always <laughs> like, if you want a real dramatic show, you should be filming the making of the reality show. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, they were a great crew and, and we had a lot of fun. But after that seven weeks, when I went back to, I was working full time actually as a chemist at the time. And when I went back to work, they luckily they gave me time off to do the show because I thought it was really cool. Um, but I went back to work, working full time. And I felt like I was on vacation when I went back to work because chasing um, with the goal of filming a show like that is just a lot more work than just chasing in itself is a lot of work. But when you have that whole crew and a lot of other things you have to accomplish during that time, it was it was exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. Did they I, have I any think other? it had to be because producers want everything. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got to understand that. their position. You get it. But what they want and what is feasible or sometimes two different things. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they wanted to stop to pee and we were like, nope, we can't stop. We got to keep going. <laughs> Did they have any other Love names? <clears throat> like was Twister Sisters their first, you know, like that's an error. Did they have any other names prior to that? They're like, oh yeah, that's not going to work. Or like two, two blonde girls chasing a tornado. <laughs> I mean, 
No, um, we actually had come up with the name Twister Sisters years before that. So we were operating, I mean, just chasing storms. We were known as the Twister Sisters. And then we worked for Fox 9 News as the Storm Chaser, their Storm Chasers for a couple of years. And we were referred to as the Fox 9 Twister Sisters. Um, so it was something we actually came up with. And I guess they liked it. They just wanted to call the show the Twister Sisters. They never suggested any other names, actually. Cool. Well, I'll tell <laughs> I you it. what, I, I don't, so I know you live in Minnesota, Melanie, right? But, yeah. but here in Cincinnati, it's supposed to be 70 and gorgeous here on Saturday. Uh, so oh, yeah. we're definitely looking forward to that. I don't know if that's what you're expecting in Minnesota, but in fact, in fact, let me look, hold on. Um, okay. It's going to be 75 at 4 p.m. with mostly blue skies. And that's according to my atmosphere weather app, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell mm -hmm. you, it's amazing what I can see on just this one screen. Uh, atmosphere weather's unique difference is that it shows the weather forecast around a 24-hour clock. So on one screen, I can see the hourly temp, sky cover, precipitation probability and intensity. I can see live radar, and I can even sync my calendar events on that 24-hour screen, right? So then I can visually see what's the weather going to be like at that uh, baseball game uh, we're going to. So I trash the limited phone weather app that I've got years ago, and I know most of you guys have as well. But uh, I did that when I found Atmosphere Weather. So you've never seen anything like it. You can find Atmosphere Weather in your Apple or Google store, or you can just visit atmosphereweather.com for the official weather app of the Storm Front Freaks podcast. Uh, it is time for our first break. So grab another drink and uh, we'll be right back with Melanie. Welcome to Tracker Chat, the podcast inside of a podcast. We are the Tornado Trackers. My name is Jeremy Heyman, and I'm joined by my chasing partners, Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. Today, we want to talk about uh, chasing on a budget, the, the reality of chasing being a hobby and having limited resources to fund that hobby. We've all been there. Um, so Gabe Cox, what uh, stands out to you as the most important things when thinking of chasing on a budget? Uh, yeah, there are, I mean, there's several things. Um, one of the biggest things for me, and this is thanks to my wife who is in charge of our budget, uh, is packing food instead of eating out. We have a Costco card. And so if I know I'm going to have several days in a row, we'll swing over to Costco and I'll buy bulk items like peanut butter, uh, and crackers or, uh, cans of tuna. If you can stomach it, I love tuna. Apologies to everyone else in the car, but that's a nice cheap way to eat. Um, and then buying gallons of water as opposed to, you know, buying drinks on the road. That has helped me keep my chasing budget way down. Because if you look, if you look at uh, your receipts at the end of a trip and you see how much is just designated to food and eating out, there's a huge chunk of money that goes just to that. So there, there are ways to do it. You're not going to eat like a king on the road. If you do it that way, you're going to have tuna sandwiches for three, four, five days straight. But if, if you are looking for a way to save money, that has absolutely been a huge way for me to uh, cut corners on our budget. 
Yeah, absolutely. Food is, is such a high cost on, I feel like most families budgets, uh, everywhere. So that's, that's, that's great. That's really mindful and just kind of maybe think of food as fuel for a couple of days rather than, <laughs> uh, pleasure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, what about you? What, what do you think of when you're trying to keep the, the dollars low while chasing? So, uh, one of the things we've, we've um, started doing quite often on multiple chase days in a row is um, most of the time sleeping in our cars overnight and uh, it is not comfortable. Um, so it means packing some things that'll make that as comfortable as possible. Um, pillow, blanket, um, you know, some headphones, you can have some noise canceling kind of apps, something like that. I'm kind of thinking ahead of time. Uh, we typically find a hotel or uh, a really safe um, environment and, and parking lot and and try to something with a little bit of light, but not too much where it's in your eyes. And uh, we like the shady spots. We like the shady spots. Um, that is disturbing and true. And so uh, we, um, we will spend at least, if it's a three-day trip, we'll do that for a couple of nights. I think one of the things with that doesn't mean that every night you got to do that. Uh, we've, we found that on, on different chases, hurricanes, um, uh, chasing tornadoes. We've, we've kind of just hit this place where we're thinking, man, we need a good place to sleep solid uh, tonight. So um, we just try to do the best we can to um, minimize how often we're spending money on hotels and sleep in the car. It's a, it's a stark reality for sure. Oh, thanks for that, Jeff. The, the, the thing I think of when, when uh, chasing on a budget is just use what gear you have already. You know, don't, don't think that you need to, to kit out everything for a couple grand or something to, to be able to get uh, on the road. Um, I, I hit this drum all the time, but our smartphones are incredible devices, uh, with really good cameras and they shoot amazing video and are like stabilized and all these amazing things. So just use your phone to shoot, use that, you know, use a digital camera. If you have it, um, bring that to, to try it out and go on a few chases before you decide if you want to buy any new gear, really kind of feel out what you actually need, uh, rather than maybe making a, a rash purchase. But uh, I'd say use that, use that smartphone and, and, and really kind of push its capabilities and see what you can do with it. Uh, anything else, guys, that you can think of, uh, of how to save money while chasing storms? Yeah, um, I, this is a tough one. Um, <clears throat> it's hard for everybody. Uh, but if you are really on a budget, don't chase everything, especially early on in the season. Um, you know, as we're recording this episode, it's April. Um, and it's very tempting to want to chase everything, but we got the peak of the season coming up and, um, really not until mid to late May is when things really fire. So right now it's really tempting to see a slight risk and say, yeah, let's go for it. You know, something might happen. Um, but you got to be mindful of the rest of the spring and the better chances that are coming. It's hard. It's always a gamble because you might pass something up and it might be the storm of the year, but. Um, this is where forecasting comes into play and, and really working on your skills to forecast to know like this setup just doesn't have all the ingredients that I'm looking for to go out. So I'm going to sit this one out and save that money for the next one. Thanks guys. Uh, some, some great uh, wisdom on chasing on a budget and yeah, just remember that part of storm chasing, you know, if you're out there doing on a budget is, is a little uncomfortable, a little, a little painful at times, but, uh, we get through it and get back home. 
All right. Well, this has been Tracker Chat, the podcast within a podcast. Thank you to uh, the Stolen Front Freaks guys for allowing us on uh, their show. You can find us everywhere on social media at Tornado Trackers. You can also find us at tornadotrackers.org. I have been Jeremy Heyman, and uh, I've been joined by Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye-bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, Melanie Metz is with us, and and she's an amazing storm photographer as well. We're talking about that. But you know what? You won uh, the, the National Storm Chaser Summit where you won your Storm Chaser of the Year Award. Uh, it was also the same weekend uh, that, that Jen Walton and, and you and others kind of uh, launched Girls Who Chase. And, and so I think that's uh, really cool. And actually, March is uh, Women's History Month. And, and so I think this is great because I think you guys are, are starting history with this as well. So tell us about uh, Girls Who Chase and, and your version, not Maz's version. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there can be some confusion there. <laughs> um, we definitely hope to make history. Uh, Jen, Jen Walton founded Girls Who Chase just this past year, actually, um, as a way to help inspire and empower girls and women who are interested in chasing to pursue the weather and the sciences and their passions. Um, as a woman, you know, early on, back when I started chasing, I only remember two or three other women who are actually in the field chasing storms, but there were a lot more that were interested in chasing. They just didn't know how to get started or what to do. And even now in 2021, 20 years later, I still don't see that many women chasing, even though they are, some of them are, but they're not very visible. They're not seen, they're often overlooked. And a lot of times we find that the men who are out there are just getting more sales with their videos and just seeing a lot more than the women are. Um, and there's only a few that are really putting themselves out there and trying to make a name for themselves. And this could be for a variety of reasons. Um, but as a, a result of just seeing this, how women are still struggling to really get seen and to get heard and noticed in the world of storm chasing and weather in some aspects of it, um, she really wanted to help by elevating the content and voices of women who are interested in storms and women who are interested in pursuing meteorology or just pursuing the sciences. We've definitely come a long way over the years as far as, you know, women in sciences. Um, as a chemist, I, you know, was also one of the minorities back in the day as I went through college and in all my science classes, it was mostly men. Um, Peggy and I actually did a lot of speaking for girls in science and other different initiatives to help empower women interested in the sciences. So in partnering with Jen Walton, I'm hoping to also help make a difference um, just to help empower and inspire women and to set an example, 
not only that, but through Girls Who Chase, we are working on creating uh, resources, education for people who are interested in learning how to chase or just learning how to get started with pursuing their interest in the weather or in meteorology. A lot of times what we hear from women are that, oh, they've always loved storms or they've always wanted to be a meteorologist, but they just don't really know how to get started or get involved or they don't quite have the confidence to do it. So we wanna help provide that education and resources for people and also some mentorship and a community really just to help build a community um, around women who are interested in elevating their content through sharing it on social media and getting them, getting their content out there and more visible to everyone else. And part of that initiative, eventually maybe we'll even help do some brokering, you know, help get women who are interested in pursuing, um, whether it's the photography aspect or become a meteorologist, but just help them get started on that road and um, even selling their videos and brokering and that sort of thing. So yeah, that's what we're doing right now and just building the foundation. And we're just excited how, uh, what the response that we've had so far has been pretty amazing by people who are supporting this initiative. That's that sounds so, so cool. Yeah. I would love to be part of that, yes. especially to help like younger women get into that field. You know, right. we, you know, I know what you should do. We should have a girls who chase calendar. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a great idea. yeah. I'm saying we, I, that mm -hmm. would, that would be cool. Yeah, I definitely, you know, actually we've already like written that down somewhere. As an idea. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I would love to just be able to, yeah, create a calendar or a photo book, a whole bunch of things where we actually use images and content from other female chasers. There are so many people. It's amazing. What's, um, Jen launched the Instagram page for Girls Who Chase. People who tag Girls Who Chase, um, she tries to share their photos. And it's amazing all the women who are out there capturing such incredible imagery that we never see uh, just because they haven't been putting it out there, like knowing where to go to share it. So we hope, hope to be able to get them, them and their work seen more by everyone. It's amazing how much great photography is out there by other women out there in the field. So you can do, you can kind of join this, group on Instagram, right? Can you do it on Twitter too? Yes. So now there is, there is a Twitter page and an Instagram page for girls who chase, and we are about to launch a website, hopefully nice. this coming week. Um, nice. Yes. Yeah, so, and then on that website, like I mentioned before, we want to, we're going to organize some resources where people can go to learn about how to get started with chasing or how to get started with weather, learning about storms, you know, where to go for the local, local Skyborn class, different things like that. Um, actually, Girls Who Chase has also partnered with Titan U and Rachel Sanner, and Jen's been working with Rachel to put together some educational content as well. That's wonderful. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited for that. And I have a little daughter too, so I'm pumped to, uh, when she's, you know, awesome. old enough to get her out yeah. there. And, yeah, that's great. Looking at the storms. I love that. And that That's wonderful. Yeah, that is the main goal to really help younger girls um, find their way if they're interested in this sort of thing, in the weather and in chasing. I, I think that them. whole group would be awesome because you've got, <laughs> you know, I'm older. I'm not, you know, but it'd be great to have different people, to different women to bounce ideas off of and even, mm -hmm. even to help them find jobs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's our goal is to just build a community to help each other and to help 
um, boost and help women be heard and seen and find what they're looking for. Yeah. I love that. I think so that's so amazing. So what's the advice you'd give then? So there's a high school age girl, right? Like I'm going to channel myself and probably several people here and listening can do the same thing, right? High school girl loves weather, super interested, wants to be a storm chaser, doesn't know where to begin. Like what's the first piece of advice other than go to, you know, your new website? <laughs> you know, what's, what's, what's the, what's the first piece of advice you give? What do you say? That's a great question. Um, and that's what we're hoping to build is to have more of a, a system where it's easier to follow as to where to go, where to get started. Um, right now, initially, I mean, other than going to the Girls Who Chase website and <laughs> getting started with how the education there um, would be to connect with other women who are out there chasing, which in fact was another thing that someone commented to me about recently was she said, you know, I wanted to get out and start chasing, but I couldn't find anybody else who looked like me. There was all men out there and I couldn't find other women, which is interesting because there are some of us in social media, but just not a lot that are really speaking out much, I guess. Um, but if you can just connect with other chasers, um, are other people interested in the weather and through social media, um, I'm out there, you know, Jen is out there trying to just make those connections, send us a message, send us an email, and we'd be happy to chat with you about how to get started and what steps you can take to start chasing. That's <laughs> I mean, awesome. wonderful. <laughs> no, the network is so important. It's, it's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Right, and I think that's important. It is important. And Melanie, I have one um, last quick question for you. Have you ever chased um, hurricanes and have you ever chased outside of the U.S.? <laughs> um, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Although I have, here's something interesting that happened after Hurricane Katrina, you know, which devastated New Orleans. Um, Peggy and I had volunteered for the Best Friends Animal Rescue Group, and we were stationed at a campsite in Mississippi, which is north of Louisiana, when Hurricane Rita came on shore. So as we were entering the campsite, like driving down there, literally traffic was all evacuating that area because of Hurricane Rita that was coming on shore. So we ended up acting as the forecasters and consultants for the team at the Best Friends Animal Rescue campsite Aww, wow. because they, they couldn't decide if they should try to evacuate as well because they had this whole camp set up with all these animals and you know it, it would have been a huge process to evacuate everything everyone and all the animals there um, and luckily everything was okay there was one night that got a little bad and everybody's tents got blown down except for ours and, oh and uh, it was raining a lot, but it never got terrible. And luckily they made the right decision. We helped them make that decision to not evacuate and just helped with the animal rescue aspect of it too. That was quite an experience. It was That's a lot wonderful. of fun. Wow. Hey, before we wrap up, I, I just, uh, I was trying, it's girlswhochase.com, right? Right. Because if you mess Girls. it up, it's a completely different site. I'm just telling you now. Okay, don't, don't misspell <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and that was a problem with our YouTube channel. So <laughs> we had to. Our YouTube is girl girls who chase storms, but otherwise. Oh, okay. I, I, 
That's interesting. Girls who chase. That's, that's good. And I was worried when Dina was bringing up the calendar too. I thought, oh, where's this going? Where is this going? So yeah, good. So They're not I, nude. Here's I'm here's. Just <laughs> so Melanie, here's the thing. I I can't let any of our great photographers ever get away without uh, giving us one good photography tip, something that maybe you've learned in the last, just maybe in the last year or two that you're like, hey, you just pick this up and you're like, this is a really good tip that I can use first. And then number two, most people, they just they just got these, right? They got their phones. Mm -hmm. That's their, and, and nowadays it's pretty damn good for uh, taking mm -hmm. photos. So what's a tip you have for people that are just taking uh, storm shots or video with their phones. Just take a lot of photos. <laughs> That's good. Honestly, That's good. I mean, okay. Take honestly, I have been out with other people with big fancy cameras who are really into the photography and they want to find the perfect moment, right? The perfect structure, the perfect lighting to stop and get that that picture. And I was like, no, we have to stop now because this storm is going to change. It's changing constantly. The lighting changes constantly. Your position changes constantly. If you don't stop, any chance you get to, get, to grab a couple pictures anytime it looks remotely interesting or you don't have power lines in the way, that's another good tip. Try to avoid the power lines. You know, if you can go down the road just a little further and avoid the power lines, do it. But that's a really good tip, Melanie. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I don't care if power lines are there. If that tornado is coming down, I have to stop now because it might only last 30 seconds. Whether you're that, using your Nikon or your cell phone or whatever. That's very good. And, and recommend you wear uh, shoes or boots if you're going to be trying to avoid the power lines as you're running through the field <laughs> uh, and under the ditch and who knows what's in the grass, right? So that's good. So, uh, hey, I'll tell you what. Um, it is time for our lightning round. Uh, so this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions, Melanie, that we always play with our guests. Uh, and tonight uh, we're going to bring back a, a goodie, old but true uh, game. And this is, a, we're going to play a little uh, Family Feud Late Night Edition. <laughs> Family Feud Late Night Edition. So so th th these these questions are a little more enjoyable. These are questions you wouldn't play with your kids at home. I would just tell people that, unless your kids were adults. Um, so how we're going to do this, Melanie, is is uh, we basically have you. You are one family. And then the freaks, they're all another family. So I, I'm, I will start with you. Uh, I will ask the question. And, and if you don't get the number one answer, I'll go to the freaks. Uh, MJ, I'll have you be the captain again. Uh, if if the freaks get a better answer than you, then I'll go to them, or they can pat. You know, we'll play the family feud game like that, and then we get up to three strikes. Uh, you can steal all that good stuff. So does that make sense? Most people know Family Feud. I think it's, I know, it's been, I know. A, it's been yeah. around for decades. I'm, you know, I'm in my forties. So. Okay, so here we go. So <laughs> this is uh, this is the first question, and so Melanie, I'll I'll start with you. The top six answers are on the board. Name something you think Martians would be shocked that humans do name something you think martians would be shocked that humans do chase tornadoes chase tornadoes great answer that, uh, <laughs> oh, but. That not up there not up there all right um uh, freaks uh mj 
What What do you think? Something oh. Martians would be shocked humans do. I have to do it. I can't get them to help me. No, for this, okay. it's just you. I'm just uh, Martians would be shocked that we spend so damn much time on our phones. Yeah. That's not going to be uh, there, but I still all think right, that phones. <laughs> That's not up there. So, Melanie, I'm going to go with you. You can either pass this topic uh, and then maybe steal if they get three strikes, or you can take it and try and get it all and run the show. I'll pass. Yo, you're going to pass. Okay. So freaks. Uh, so I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go. So here, no, it's all right. We're going to go. So Jen, uh, <laughs> I love it. Melanie passes and then she takes a drink. All right, Jen, <laughs> something you think Martians would be shocked that humans do six answers still on the board. That I'm thinking like, I don't know that we like run for fun. Cause like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like exercise. Yeah. Run, yeah. run for fun. Good answer. Good answer. No. Oh, no, that's a good one, too. Not not on there. Strike one. All right, Maz, what do you think Martians would be shocked when they found out we did it? That we're, we're trying to get to Mars. That we're, ah. we're trying to get <laughs> well, to their home. Good answer. Yeah. No. That is a good answer. No. Okay. no. Nope. Uh, Dina, say, save your team. <laughs> that we wear Marsh- high heels. We believe in you, Dina. Good, good answer. Wear, wear high, high heels. heels. Okay. God, you guys suck what? on this topic. All right, Melanie, all you need to do is pick one of those top six answers and you win that uh, win that one. What do you think? Name something you think Martians would be shocked that humans do. Garrett says in the comments, breathe oxygen. I have one. Oh, Garrett, one. stop it. Melanie? <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Give me breathe. an answer. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> No, oh, so the freaks wow. freaks get that we were one. Horrible. Good job, Gary. Gosh, you guys job, suck. Garrett. All right, so here we go. No. Number one on the board. Uh, Martians would be shocked that humans have sex. That's number what one. Number two. Kill. Oh, kill! Yeah. Uh, number yeah, three. Yeah. Eat. Why would they be eat. shocked? Number Giant four. Off. Once you eat, you have to poop. 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 All right. Wait, number five. Man. Take a bath or shower. And the last one, I maybe would have, I'm not that generous, but uh, watch TV. Hmm. Yeah. Watch TV. All right, here we go. Next one. Next one. Melanie, ready? Name something you never want to see on your old aunt. Name something you never want to see. A bikini. Oh, yeah. Good one. That is number one. All right. so So you can choose. There are five answers on the board. You can choose to try and go after the other four, or you can pass. I'll pass. <laughs> you can pass. All right, uh, Serena, I'm to you. Uh, four answers still on the board. Name something you never want to see your uh, see on your old aunt. Uh, I had an answer for the last one. I am at a loss here. I'd say like maybe <sighs> ah, maybe it. your boyfriend's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> though that should be up there uh it is not up there um so mj i'm back to you there's something you never want to see in your old aunt i i, I thought of this before garrett put it in the thing but i'm going to say your uncle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um unfortunately that's good oh, but that's not on there uh so two strikes uh we are to jen there's still four on the board a tube top a tube top. Oh. Very good. Um, that is not up there. Freaks, you suck. All right, I'm going to go back to Melanie. 
There's still four more on the board. You got bikini. Name something mm-hmm. else you don't want to see, you never want to see in your old aunt. Uh, short shorts. Short shorts. Daisy Dukes. I'm going to give you mini oh. skirts. Mini skirts, okay? okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right, mini skirts. So here, here was the other ones you missed. Number two was uh, thong. Oh. Well, Angie, uh, Angie number, three, number three, you never want to see her breasts. <laughs> and number four, lingerie. Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. Last one. Great. Last one, Melanie. <laughs> Name a gift you've gotten that you would have been mortified to open in front of your family. Now, remember this is this is a poll the audience, right? This isn't like mm-hmm. a gift you've gotten, right? This. <laughs> so, so what do you okay. think the 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 general public would say? Name a gift you've gotten that you would have been mortified to open in front of your family. Five answers on the board. We'll have to go with vibrator. Yeah. Wow. Sex toy. Sex toy number yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, you can job, keep Melanie. this or pass it. Uh, oh, I'm going to pass again. Okay, I'm going to pass again. Are. So I think, uh, Maz, I think we are to you. So, so read it still again. On the board. So what? Uh, name a gift that you've gotten that you would have been mortified to have opened in front of your family. A bong. <laughs> interesting gift uh, and, but not on the board not on board dina i would say sexy lingerie that is number yeah. two on the board uh, good job okay. all right still three on the board serena ah oh, dina took mine um <laughs> is like thong separate from lingerie <laughs> Hey, you're not, 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 not supposed to talk. Hey, that's not how Family Feud works. Serena's got to answer the question. I was going to say underwear, but I feel like it's too close to lingerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that what you're saying? Yes. All right, underwear. That's oh, number three God. on the board. So two oh, wow. left. Uh, MJ, two Ooh. left. Oh, gift gosh. Which some... <laughs> like, hey. Who's giving this stuff as gifts? A... Anyway, there's still two on the board. <laughs> A questionable magazine? Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Close, oh, but I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, that oh. second strike, oh. Jen. I'm back up to you. Just porn. Adult <laughs> DVD. All so, right. so there you go. So there's, there's one left, and I'm thinking, who the hell's given an adult DVD as a gift? But all right, uh, Maz, it's to you. There's one more that's just a questionable <laughs> gift, but it's to you. Your uncle. <laughs> no all right melanie you can steal if you could think of this one additional gift that people would be mortified to have opened in front of their family garrett's got a good answer down there but i don't know yeah he does i know i i'll have to go with that answer which what is that kama sutra book oh the okay oh that is not no. it so uh, one, freaks, Garrett, yeah freaks you got it yeah <laughs> all right so good job melanie you got you got two of the three freaks kind of saved themselves at the end you guys want to know the number four gift that people would be mortified to open in front of their family Ooh, okay yeah. is it body oils like flavored it's body? condoms Who's oh, giving really? condoms oh, as a that gift? No, that doesn't count. That is so sad. <laughs> but that's what it was. All right, Jen, uh, uh, great job to our freaks and, and then Melanie, outstanding. Hey, Melanie, do this. Tell uh, tell our listeners how they can find you on social media and, and find your work. 
Well, I want to say what Hank said once, which is just Google tornado, but that's not the case for me. So I will go with MelanieMetzStormChasing.com. Pretty easy to remember. And you can find all my social media links there. And also go to GirlsWhoChase.com. Find all, all of our links there. Well, thank you guys. What about social around. media? Are you on, are you on social oh, media? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was saying all, yeah. Okay, Twitter is Mets Storm Media, and all my other social media is Melanie Mets Storm Chasing also. And cool. the girls who chase is on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Hey, so I, I mentioned earlier, you know, our, our team's gearing up uh, for our, our Stormfront Freak Storm Chase. Uh, we're going out in late May, uh, so we're, we're looking mm-hmm. forward to that. But at helicity.co slash SFF, they've got a huge selection of weather and storm-themed T-shirts, merchandise they've also got our stormfront freaks exclusive shirts and beverage containers so if you go to the exclusive site helicity.co slash sff uh, you're going to earn five percent off your entire order which is pretty cool and while you're there if you click on the brands tab uh, you're going to be able to uh, grab all the stormfront freaks favorites and that's again at helicity.co slash SFF. So it's time for our final break. Uh, you don't want to stop it yet because we got Weather Trollbot 5000. We realized we had to boot her up in safe mode. And, and of course, Weather Fools all coming up next. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lindsay Gosling, director of the film 13 Minutes. And I am Travis Barncombe, uh, producer and executive producer of 13 Minutes, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right. I love this part of this podcast because it's our hashtag weather fools and it's the part of the show where we find things people are doing that get recorded that weren't the smartest things to do. I mean, we all have cameras, they're HD cameras, they capture everything and they capture you doing something stupid. So we all have a couple weather fools we're going to share. Phil, I think you have like 52 of them, right? Damn, you're starting off with me. Okay. Um, so the first one uh, i will share so so uh in a couple weeks ago in europe what was this storm eunice yeah eunice Mm -hmm. eunice is that how you pronounce it okay so storm eunice hit hit england and and hit europe and it was a big tropical storm or you can't call it a nor'easter because it's not nor'easter for uh, for England. But uh, okay. this was in the Netherlands, so this is a little tweet video uh, in the Netherlands. Someone was up in in a balcony uh, watching people that looked like they were walking down a street. So there's probably a bit of a wind tunnel effect going on here as well. Uh, but people are are like trying to lean against the wind, and then someone just goes over a fence. <laughs> oh, good lord! Wow. The, That's the, good. the wind literally. Wow. It pushes them pushing right them. over the oh fence. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. <laughs> so uh, good old, good good old wind That's tunnel. That's a good one. Good old <laughs> wind tunnel. All right. The second one was also, uh, this is in the UK, and this was uh, Eunice as well, if that's how you pronounce it. I feel bad. I, I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> but And so this is a, uh, they were, looks like they were maybe on skateboards, and they were using the wind. They had bags. 
and they were basically using the wind to power themselves. And uh, this was, uh, you know, humans, of course, was what the comment was on Twitter. But if you can watch, they're they're basically um, using the oh. bags and the wind oh, to pull themselves fun, on the oh, skateboard. Kind of fun. That's and and someone cute. said uh, someone said they're they're putting their money on the IKEA bag, the blue IKEA <laughs> bag. <laughs> right. Kind of a low like speed chase. Yeah, I'm probably going to win win that wind race uh, down the sidewalk. Oh, that was fun. That's All right, fun. the third Storm Unis uh, video. Now, you guys have seen, we've, we've watched these before, right, at airports and these big, massive 747s trying to fly in against a really strong wind. Uh, and so, so this is a, a basically a video at London uh, Heathrow of all these big planes coming in, and you can watch these planes are, you know, they're just tipping left and right. Watch oh. this one come oh. in the wheels oh. like it's it's one wheel lands first. Oh my gosh! And you're just wondering, okay, are they gonna are they gonna make it? Like oh. one That's wheels down, oh, wow. then finally the other one, and then and then next one. Uh, this next one's this next one. The landing is what's really kind of funny on it. So we'll watch this, and this is a whole video of planes coming in. And this one oh, seems like it lands okay, but watch when it hits the ground. Oh, oh. Uh, watch, when, watch when it hits yeah. the ground. Watch the tail on this thing. Um, kind of, oh, oh. oh, maybe that oh, was trucks went getting oh. away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me see if it's this third one. Hold on. Because these are all good. Oh. This, was, this was it. Watch it land. And the tail just kind of shimmies left and right a little bit and so there yeah, were all kinds of people getting sick there were oh. a couple of planes that tried I'm to sure. land and had to take off again because they just they couldn't okay. land uh but all kinds of people were getting sick during the storm as these planes were flying in mm. it and trying wow. to land so so these are always enjoyable uh videos to watch these planes <laughs> coming in all right oh uh, fourth one this is why you don't name winter storms uh weather channel Oh my the goodness. lower third says severe storms blossom in Nancy's warm cell. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that's yeah. Oh, well. That's that pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so Somebody Gene, had to type that, though. They, they did. did. They had to type it and be like, I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. Man. Dean, I don't know it's what producer like was. You read something like that and you're like, am I the only one giggling? Like, am I a am I a weather fool? Because I'm the one who's who's got a dirty mind. I wonder well, at least long. it doesn't say sphere storms explode <laughs> in Nancy's warm sector. Oh god! Uh, well done, Melanie. Well done. Uh, so I think. Uh, oh, did okay, you get all yours, Phil? I didn't. I missed one, but I'll I'll bring it on all the right. next one because I didn't have it pulled up. So you can move. Okay. On. All right, Serena, I think you have a weather fool, right? I do, yeah. So I found this one um, on Instagram. It says, when you can't save your truck from a tornado, the more you watch, the worse it gets. The, what you have oh. to listen to is this is a guy watching his truck get destroyed and his friend recording it. And I've never heard anyone laugh so hard in my life. And I think that's what <laughs> makes this so amazing. <laughs> so there's his truck, the white one. Okay. And it's starting to hail. The truck owner's jumping up and down now. They're finally deciding to go to safety. Yeah, I'm thinking, why is he doing that overhang? 
It just gets worse. Oh, no. Oh, worse. oh wow. Picking up. Yeah, I agree. And the yeah. fact that that guy is just laughing <laughs> so hard like a hyena in the background the whole time this truck is getting obliterated is what makes that's it so amazing. That's why he's got to be drunk, right. I think. It's It's got to <laughs> that, be that's something. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. I think, MJ, you have a weather fool today. I, I do. I do uh, listener contributions. And this comes from Luna Lights. Christine checking in with us oh, and yeah. hasn't done that for a while. So that's great to, he to hear from her. And I'm going to play this. And it's a long video of a lot of, uh, it's German, uh, of a lot of people in windy situations. And I just, uh, some of them, uh, they've got interviews with people and they blow over. They've got um, some that can barely hang on. Uh, it's just a bunch of fools out in the wind. But what I think What's funny is all the microphones they have. They're all prepared. Yeah, they're all fuzzy. <laughs> Giant fuzzy microphones. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that before. No, no. Yeah, exactly. They handed him a ferret. <laughs> He's got a small dog. So anyway, there's there's a there's a ton of them. There's like six minutes worth of it. So not to you can go and, and take a look at it Hogan. All right. Uh, I have one, and this one's funny. So just stand by for this one. Okay, you guys know we had the blizzard in New York recently. So here's this guy in the right in uh, Times Square in his in his like bikini briefs Is that with the a cowboy pair of cowboy guy? boots. Yeah, and he's got it like a cowboy head. He's playing the guitar. He's oh got to be freezing God. his nuts off. Oh <laughs> I mean, really. Unless oh he's Lord. got a heater in that. Uh, there's his butt. Naked cowboy. There it is. New York City. I just thought, like, like what possesses you to go out in your underwear in a blizzard? Everybody's taking his picture. Oh, yeah, no I want to know where, where, his, uh, where his coffee can is for money. Like, does he not ask for money? I don't know. Maybe he, I mean, act? the only place he has room for it is either in his underwear or in <laughs> That's his That's true. He his takes boots. dollar bills. <laughs> boots. Yeah, he takes dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I, I just cold, thought it was it? so funny. And and I'm like, but he's his nuts have to be frozen. Yes. They have his to be. Nuts. <laughs> they do. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. At least he's not, like, at least he's not. He's not bad looking, I guess, but, you know. <laughs> this totally reminds me, Dina, did anyone here see that news article about the uh, cross-country skier that suffered a frozen appendage? Yes. That's a real thing. No. Yeah. No. Yep. That's At the Olympics. a real thing. What? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, because my. they have oh, such, such tight suits on, um, oh, and they're okay. not like windbreaker suits. I mean, they're really meant to be like athletic suits, and they had record cold where they actually even... <gasps> I believe they modified they, the route of the cross country ski competition, yeah. either shortened it or changed the route or something because the weather was so ferocious. But the, uh, I don't know they, if it was the winner. I need to remember, follow up on that. They, I, they literally, I really want to Google that right now and follow up on. They literally yeah. have special briefs to wear for that exact reason. So, oh yep. my God. Frozen. Oh. Well, if you want to oh. see any of these, you could go to stormfrontfreaks.com, episode 152, show notes. Keep them tight, boys. <laughs> Keep them tight. <laughs> These are warm compress? What are you, what are you <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It is Weather Trollbot 5000 time, and I am so excited. When Phil told me that he found Weather Trollbot 5000 at a 
garage sale. I couldn't believe it. So one of the things we do here at Stormfront Freaks is we keep an eye on all of our meteorologists and weather friends online, on social. And unfortunately, sometimes there's some trolls out there saying some not so nice things. And of course, they always reply in a very polite way. But what Weather Trollbot 5000 does is it interprets what they say and what they were really thinking. So I think Phil's got some good ones for us today. Yeah, you, you took, uh, you did my two cents uh, explanation perfectly, Jen. Very good. Uh, so I, I need to warn everybody in advance. <clears throat> you know, so we found Weather Trollbot at a garage sale. And we've, we've had her and we've used her multiple times. And uh, she's been getting beat up. So I actually, for tonight, we actually had to start her up in safe mode because she wasn't booting up right. Uh, so it it's, might be a little bit more difficult to, to understand uh, her it's in, because she's using her safe mode voice. But uh, that aside, this is like a, it's like a twofer tonight. And you guys know, you know, <laughs> how many times do our trolls troll the women and talk about what they're wearing, right? The TV mm -hmm. meteorologists and you're wearing, you know, or change your hair or, you know, what you're wearing doesn't look good or, you know, it's just stupid stuff like that. Well, guess what? Finally, we also got one where they're saying that to the guys. So this was uh, Warren, Warren Dean um, uh, at CTV got an email uh, from B. <laughs> So, so she just calls herself B, which might not be uh, too far from the truth. But B said, Dear Warren, my husband and I are big fans, but please lose the bow ties. Cheers, B. Oh, I like it. So Warren, Warren, Warren okay. comes back and says, What's the point of sending this email? Why does an article of clothing bother someone so much that they feel the need to email about it? Do they think I'll read this and change? I think I'll just keep wearing whatever I feel like. Good yeah. for him. Okay. Well, that was actually a pretty good comeback. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it you know yeah. was kind of a little to the point, but also professional. But we know when Warren first read that, hey, my husband and I are big fans, but hey, lose the bow tie. We know that's not what he was thinking. And so that's the purpose of Weather Trollbot is to <laughs> interpret that for us. So... Uh, basically, what we do is we input, you know, the, the email and we input Warren's response uh, into Trollbot. And then uh, Trollbot computes this out. And tells us what he's thinking. Here is what Warren was really thinking. Change my bow tie. That's your tip. Comment. Here's the horse you think you rode in on. So I, I don't know if you could hear that because she's. She, I'll, I'll be happy if we got Trollbot for another episode. Uh, so ah. would Maz probably. But uh, so oh, yeah, cha <laughs> I'm not gonna read it. But did you hear that? Yes. 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 Got, okay. It was amazing. It was oh, awesome. Right. I, I got. Did I have to turn that up, MJ? Are we good. She, she's in safe mode. You get no, like no, it's okay. But in safe mode, the voice is just not quite on. But yeah, it's just DOS. It's like <laughs> DOS. All right. So here's the fun part. So Warren had got a follow-up uh, email that that uh, that we'll share, and so basically the follow-up the follow-up email from B, uh, you know, because he kind of replied back on email the, the same thing, and the follow-up uh, was thanks for the quick response. I do appreciate that, but as for this being an email that should be sent, I think so. 
I think my opinion is important. Further, I think my viewership is important. Changing channels is easy, almost as easy as changing your tie. Cheers. Oh. (laughs) Ouch. So, you know, so Warren came back, said, hey, my response to hashtag Bowtiegate and the reply to that, Ah. (laughs) uh, he said, flip the channel. I'll still what I do, and sometimes I'll do it while wearing a bowtie. Wow. Good for him. Good, good. Nice. But, uh, but, you know, so you got that. What do you think? What do you think Warren was really thinking? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> I, we I like this bow tie gate. And uh, we're going to play a little who uh, while we figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. So, Trollbot, what do you got? Here is what Warren was really thinking again. Good lord. Someone's take a pack of nuts in this lady's pie hole and top it off with a cherry bow tie. <laughs> so someone stick a bag of nuts in that lady's pie hole? Oh my and god. Top it off, and top it off with a cherry bow tie. That's, nice. There you that's go. Amazing. That's, that's a good right, one. Kudos to you. Chef's kiss. That yeah. was really good. Mm-hmm. That was really good. And All right. So too, uh, like, you wonder too, like, doesn't do... do producers or or news director give him a hard time because i'm wondering if one of the females fired back if they'd be on her or they're like eh, whatever yeah i don't know i mean we've seen the females fire back when they're getting comments about their hair and the clothes that they're wearing and you know they're they're you know and and, uh ginger z right she's she'll kind of get to the point at times and Mm -hmm. uh, but do it in a very professional manner so uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, but I I was just uh, it was it was interesting to see what you know what a guy thinks when he has to respond to what people are saying about what he's wearing. Uh, yeah. I thought that was yeah. an interesting little twist. So but anyway, I got to work on Trollbot because she's she's adding up a little bit. So let's uh, for Maz's sake, let's hope she's back again. Uh, a couple episodes from now, <laughs> yes. but uh, MJ, send me a postcard, drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got mail. Clarence. Clarence Smith checked in with us and says, this was the first episode I listened to, episode 151, uh, and now I'm hooked. I have a lot of catching up to do, and yes, you do, Clarence, because there's 150 episodes for you to go, but thank you. Uh, He says, nice work uh, at Dreadlock Traveler, which is Justin Sneed, who was on uh, one of the guests last Mm -hmm. episode. And Clarence was looking forward to at Met Storm Media, our guest tonight, Melanie. Metz. Oh yay! That's, yay. That's awesome. Thank, thank you for checking in, Clarence, and everybody. Feel free to check in with us anytime, and we might uh, read your comments on the air. That's awesome. I love that. That's nice. Yeah. Very good. So yeah, hey. So I think that just about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, we always ask, hey, if you like the show, uh, two things. Don't forget to follow. The Stormfront Freaks podcast, so you get notified, you get the latest uh, episode the minute we release it. It'll pop up on your podcast player, whichever one that is. But all you got to do is follow. There's usually a button on every single podcast player that you'll have a chance to do that. But the one thing I want to ask everybody is, if you truly, if you really like the show, please tell a friend. Tell one person. Share it with one person. Push the little share button and tweet it to somebody or, or text it to a friend of yours. Uh, just let other people know because it's interesting how, you know, we, we're, we're going into our sixth year 
And as MJ just read, we got people still just finding us for the first time. So uh, share us with a friend because there's lots of people that don't know about us yet, and we appreciate your help. You can also visit stormfrontfreaks.com and find our patron link, and you then can check out all the ways we can do more with you, and you can help support the show. Uh, whether it, it mentioned earlier, whether it's the live access to view and chat during our raw recordings like we did with Melanie tonight. Uh, we also are giving out exclusive merch. Um, I know we've got Angela, one of our VIPs in the background. I, uh, she's getting this month. We're sending her this cool Stormfront Freaks trucker's cap. Uh, so she's going to be getting that in the mail shortly. Uh, Dan just got one of our cool Adidas duffel bags with the Stormfront Freaks patch on it. Uh, so cool merch that we're giving out to folks depending on your tier level. And, and as our VIPs, you can even join us right here with our guests in the green room. So uh, you can go to stormfrontfreaks.com or just go to patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Either way, you'll find the link and how you can join us. Um, and as always, I just thanks to our Patreon group. I mean, we've, we've got a great group of people that uh, we love chatting with all the time and, and uh, doing cool stuff with them. It's, it's a lot of fun. Special thanks, Melanie. Thank you so much tonight for our guest. You. you are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Melanie. Uh, it's great having you on. I'm glad we finally made it work. Uh, so thanks so much for, for doing that. And uh, I want to go around, too, and find out, uh, Freaks, how people can find you and, and or the content that you have. Uh, so I'm going to start, Jen, with you. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at jwatson underscore WX or Instagram at Jennifer Weather, and probably Instagram is the best place. Very good. Uh, Serena. Awesome. Everything for me is under the shorthand of weather, Serena, W-X-C-Y-R-E-N-A. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right. How about you, Dina? Uh, the best place for me is on Twitter, and I'm ladypilot Seventy. Cool. MJ. At Mark Stormpod, M-A-R-C, at M-A-R-C Stormpod uh, on Twitter. And Maz, I'm doing you a favor, going with you last this time. Where can people find you on social media? <laughs> you can find me through Postal Carrier. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> it's at Money Storm, the number four, and then a U, Money Storm for you. Very good. You can find me on Twitter at Phil Stormpod and also at Stormfront Freak. Uh, for MJ and Maz, Jen, Serena, Dina, and Melanie, and our VIPs in the green room, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. We'll catch you next time. So good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.